630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. You're listening to 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. All right, appreciate you tuning in tonight. Hope you're uh, getting out there and enjoying a good old Edmonton summer. I was at uh, Taste of Edmonton over the weekend. Always like grabbing food there. K-Day is a destination for some of you, I'm sure, including the gentleman on the Certainty Hotline right now, an alum of the Green and Gold, and, of course, a uh, regular guest here on Inside Sports. It's my buddy Jed Roberts checking in. Jed, how is the vibe at K-Day's? Oh, man, it's wonderful. I just watched my uh, kid eat a, a fire Cheeto corn dog. I didn't even know that was a thing. <laughs> so hope, hopefully, I think he'll be okay. I'm, I'm going to have to monitor him closely tonight after we get home. So. <laughs> now, when, yeah. you go to, when you go to K-Days or any, any sort of midway, do you, like, do you go because the kids want to go, or are you into the food? The, like, do you go on the crazy rides, you know, the zipper and the ship that goes round and round? Do you do anything like that? You know what? I went to the Monday Morning Magic this morning, and um, I didn't write anything, but I watched uh, the left tackle for the Golden Bears get on one of the kiddie rides, and this kid is six seven three thirty. I was in awe. I had no idea that that ride could even support a guy that man that big, and I was I was half tempted to ride the ride after him after I saw that. I was like, well, if it works for him, it's going to work for me. But you know, <laughs> no, all right. I'm, so I'm 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 a, I'm a big kid at heart. So yeah, I I have to drag the kids with me because I'm I'm more excited about it than they are. <laughs> okay, so are you gonna have you been on some rides tonight? Are you going to go on some rides? Like, what are you going to do? I'm curious. It's a night out for Jed Roberts. Nah, I'm gonna, you know, let that. St- I've got uh, my my sons have a whole bunch of kids with them, like a whole bunch of their friends from school. So, got about 15 kids that we're just kind. I'm just trying to make sure nobody gets lost. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good for you. You mentioned Monday morning magic, and yeah. this is something that uh, the the Elks, the Double E, have have done for a long time. I remember the the one year, I believe it was 2014, they didn't do it, and Chris Jones took some heat for that. And then they were back doing it in 2015. And uh, even though the team is on a bye week, there were members uh, of the current team out there today. And as you mentioned, some alum like you and some members of the Golden Bears. When you, for going back to your playing days, tell us about Monday Morning Magic and, and the importance of it for the team and for the, for the kids you get to mingle with. Oh man, you know they—they they, uh, for those who don't really understand what Monday Morning Magic is, it's—it's uh, it's an opportunity for the kids that may have some physical challenges or maybe some developmentally, uh, some developmental issues that prevent them from uh, being able to go out and venture out in a, in a regular crowd in a in a carnival setting like this. And so they shut the whole park park down, and they only allow those kids to come. And so what we do is we come out along with the U of A Golden Bear football players, some uh, Edmonton Stingers basketball players, and, and some of the Edmonton Oiler alumni. Uh, and we, we, we help the kids get on the rides. And, and even in some cases, we ride with them to make sure that they're you know feeling okay and supported. And, and it's just a wonderful event. And it's been something that we did that for years, like, like all through the 90s and then even the latter part of my career. And, and certainly, you know, they continued that tradition. And you mentioned how they, they kind of went away from it in 2014, which was met with a lot of um, concern from the community because it was just one of those events that, you know, we were just uh, 
we were really well known for that. It was just our way of sort of connecting with some of the people in the community that maybe not didn't get as much uh, of a look, you know, most of the time. And and you know what? I'll I'll share something personally. I I grew up with a hearing disability in both ears, and you know, I wasn't ever able to go to things like that. You know, I I didn't go to regular classes until I was in uh, grade eight, grade nine. I was always in a in a special education class, and so that was an event that was always near and dear to my heart. So when they announced that they were going to do it again this year. You know, of course, I loved that. And I actually spent most of the time this morning talking to Chris Morris, my former teammate. And we both agreed that it was a really good thing that they had resumed doing this because, you know, if you could trace back something like an event where the, the franchise sort of started to drift away, would be probably right around that time when they dis- discontinued doing that. And uh, that's something that I think as a community-owned organization, that's just a non-starter. You've got to have that. You've got to have the guys out there giving back and, and showing the community that, uh, you know, they're just as invested in that as the community is in them. You know, Jed, you always have great stories and you always have personal touches, which I appreciate. And and even though you are a big, strong, athletic guy, I I love that whenever you and I talk, you're not afraid to show vulnerability or or talk about times, you know, you felt maybe, uh, you know, not included or things you had to battle through. And I I love how you how you say that, that even for for you, you you got to play pro football. I think everybody who watched you play thinks of you as this uh, incredibly tough guy. But you went through, you know, these these extended stretches in your life where where you felt a little left out. And I think a lot of times when we think about star athletes, you, you know, well, they're always the alpha males or the alpha females and they never had any problems and they're always bigger, tougher and smarter than everybody. But, but I mean, you're, I, I love how you say that you, you find something in your part that's a part of you that's very vulnerable and you use that to connect with youth. Yeah, you know, I was uh, talking to Chris and I looked over my shoulder and I saw uh, a sibling group um, two, two, I think it was two girls and one boy, and all of them were wearing hearing aids. And uh, I had to admit that I, my, my attention wandered over to them. And I think Chris was talking to me. I think he went about two minutes, and and I didn't hear a thing he said. Obviously, because I'm deaf. But <laughs> I was <laughs> saying I was so uh, like captivated by watching this sibling group smiling and laughing and giggling and and just having the opportunity to have that area to where they didn't have to worry about navigating you know and, and making sure that you know they could they could hear what was being said and that was something that like resonated with me because um you know i remember it i mean even though i'm 54 i still have those moments where i look back and i think wow you know wish we could have done that when i was a little kid i would have been in heaven you know so that's why i just believe very strongly that you know for a community or an owned organization to do well um, this is one of the things that, you know, they really have to be like at the forefront, you know, you really have to be, uh, you have to be invested in the community and do things where you, 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 you're including people that maybe might not get the opportunity to have that type of, uh, um, engagement with someone that might seem, you know, kind of unattainable, somebody you see on TV, somebody you see, you know. Um, yeah, it's just a, I, I always loved it, you know. And it was one of those things where they would, Chris and I were joking because we would always end up, uh, we would probably get a better workout those two hours lifting the kids on the rise than we did going to the gym all week. But, you know, it was a labor of love. So it was, it was fun to watch. It was fun to see. Jed Roberts, double E alum, joining us tonight on Inside Sports. He is currently at K-Days, and uh, he was there this morning for Monday Morning Magic as he shares some memories of that from his playing days as well. Shifting to Friday night. Uh, by the way, you're doing a great job as the hype man before the games. Um, and, and I got to say, 
unlike the game against Calgary in which they got blown out by seven touchdowns or whatever it was, that game against Winnipeg was right there for the taking. Jed, I, I'm going to give my take quick, and then I'm, I, I'm, I'm curious to get yours. You know, I, I've watched, you know, I talk about the Oilers every night during the season. I, I, I watch all the Elks games and talk about them a lot. And I, I always say, you know, if you want to show me a good team, it's not about the blowouts. It's about can you win with your B game or even your C game. And I think that might have been Winnipeg's C game. And maybe it was the Elks' A game were the closest they've come, yet Winnipeg still won. And to me, that's what makes Winnipeg great. Maybe they weren't firing on cylinders, but they're walking out of that stadium Friday night saying, yep, but we won. Yeah, you know, and you you nailed it. You know, I, I couldn't have said it any better myself. And I always laugh when I read online and people are like, well, Winnipeg's not that good. Well, guess what? They're undefeated. You know, when we look back in 25 years, we're not going to say, well, they only won this game because they did this or they did that. Buddy, they were out. They were without their best receiver, the league's best receiver. Ellingson wasn't playing. And Jeffcoat, you know, like, and they, they, they still had next man up mentality and, Winnipeg takes on the personality of their coach, you know. Um, Michael Shea was a guy that, you know, he was going to be, he was going to give you the same effort every play. He was going to be relentless. He was not going to quit. And if you made a mistake, he made you pay for it. And that's what Winnipeg does. That's the personality of their team. You know, you watch Kalios. He's playing, I think, I didn't see the quarterback play like Kalios this year. I don't know. Some people are saying Flutie. I think it's more Tom Clements. You know, he he sidesteps the rush and he finds the open receiver. You know, and that's just a, something that on our offense we really were lacking. That we didn't have that ability to kind of put it, push the ball downfield, and and put it in the end zone. Although I will give uh, Cornelius points for you know extending plays and 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 getting those uh, short yardage plays. And you know, I mean, if you look at statistically, you know, the the team did really well. But if you look at the yards per play. I mean, a favored Winnipeg, and that's the difference, right? Winnipeg, if you fumble against Winnipeg, they're going to make you pay. They're going to turn it. They're going to make it into a points, or they're going to get a, a big shift in field position, and they just don't beat themselves, and that's the difference, right? They, you know, got a team right now we are holding on to the ball a little bit too tight, you know, we're trying to do too much, and, you know, you make a mistake, and a good team that's been playing together for a while like Winnipeg, they make you pay. They always do, you know, and you can talk about how, well, they're only scoring this many points a game. Guess what? They're undefeated. If they can talk all day long until they lose, you're wrong, you know? So. Well, I, I remember, and, and I think that's, and look, I, I'm not giving up on the Elks. I mean, they've they've been blown out twice. They've played five close games. They've won two out of the five. They got to find a way to shift that a little bit here in their favor. They still got a lot of games to get East, Eastern teams left, and the the West doesn't lose to the East. I mean, only Saskatchewan has. But it's those big chunks of yards. And as you know, the Elks had a coach who was never actually the coach. That was Scott Milanovic. And I remember interviewing him shortly before the pandemic hit. And then he wound up leaving. And he said, of course, you got to drive the ball and not turn it over. But he said in the CFL, you can't have a scoring drive without a 25 or 30 yard play. Like there's too much that can go wrong with only two downs. And the Elks, to me, have not been able to do that like they can control the ball but they don't get those big chunks or very rarely yeah it's weird too because i see a lot of defenses playing zone and a little more zone than i can recall in a long time and i'm not sure if that's because of the hash marks or it's weird and so you get a lot of this uh 
offense is taking what the defenses are giving them. And I and I I would say that you know because Kalaros is so good at sidestepping the rush and finding the the receiver that's adjusted. And that's the other thing, right? Like you've got Kalaros has played with those guys for a while, right? And so if he sidesteps the rush, the receiver knows to go ahead and start heading downfield. Or if there's a guy close to him, he's going to go deep. If there's a guy deep, he's going to come back to him. And that's that relationship, right? And that's going to take some time. I, I'm not giving up on the Elks either. I think that physically they've got some real good players on their roster. I thought Morgan played at lights out at middle linebacker. You know, they've got some really good talent in that room. Uh, it's just going to take them take, take some time, and, and it's a long season. You know, I mean, this team could make the playoffs, as bizarre as that sounds. The East is not playing very well right now. So, um, you know, and, and Saskatchewan's without their starting quarterback, you know, and you can't win without a starting quarterback. That that Saskatchewan game, that was a, just a textbook example of that. You know, Fajardo's not in there, and their backup guy doesn't really know what he's doing, you know. So um, it'll be fun to watch. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm actually, I'm an, I'm, an, I'm, an op, I'm an optimistic guy. You know that about me, Reed. And then I, uh, I say that there's still an outside chance that this team could make the playoffs. Uh, they have the athletic talent. They just need to figure it out. They need to get some guys to step up. And and uh, when they get in the red zone, they have to put six points in the end zone. They can't settle for field goals anymore. That's not going to win games in the CFL this year. Uh, well, I, I'm with you there. I, I don't think they're out of it. They obviously can't afford to get too many losses. And they still play Saskatchewan twice, right? And I mean, that could be the battle for fourth right there. Yeah, we, in, in 99, when we went 6-12, and 12, we beat Saskatchewan three times and we made the playoffs, so you, there you go. <laughs> you made the playoffs, that's right. That was Because I think they were 3-15, and 15. So, yeah. so you both went 3-12 and 12 against the rest of the league. But you Wasn't yeah. that the game Kevin, was it Kevin Mason Kevin had Mason, like almost yeah. 200 yards rushing? Something crazy yeah, like no. that? Yeah, I think it was actually Neilon Green that had 191 yards. Yeah, I played tight end, and I had to I had to block oh, okay. Arkal Truluck, who ended up playing for the Kansas City Chiefs the next year. So that's my claim of fame. <laughs> that oh, was I a remember. Fun game. <laughs> yeah, uh, Neilon ran all over the place, and that's the only reason they ended up bringing him in two years later. Because like, they were like, man, that guy could run the ball, but he can't pass. <laughs> <laughs> I, I interviewed Leon and, uh, Neilon a couple of years ago. He's working with, uh, well, you would respect this. He's working with youth in New York State state yeah yeah him he and i worked at oak hill boys ranch together for many years here in town so yeah i'm well aware of that he's a great guy like we, i give him a hard time about not going he's actually got a really live arm but a few people don't realize this but he forgot his contacts in a game in 99 or 2000 against toronto and he can't see without him so he was throwing a lot of dump passes in that game to the back five yard dumps 10 yard dumps <laughs> that shouldn't that should not happen he should not no. they, they got to make sure he's got his contacts that, that, yeah. uh, that's disheartening okay <laughs> right okay well look hopefully i see you soon I, I love when you come on the show thanks for telling your stories and for how you continue to uh, connect with the community and football fan well all fans really jet really appreciate it man enjoy the rest of the night at k-days hey thanks i'm going to get some mini donuts go k-days there, <laughs> there he goes jed roberts off and running for the mini donut stand at, at K-Days. Will there be any left when Jed and company is done with the mini donut stand? There may not be. Uh, I love having uh, Jed on the show and, of course, loves Edmonton, uh, loves the double E, loves being an alum, and he's still getting out there and uh, and spreading the love for the team. Good for him. And I, I, I vaguely remember that story. And Elon Green did not have – I would think if there's – I mean, maybe there's a couple positions in football you could play without your contact lenses. I mean, maybe you could you play on the D line, and it's just like just hit the the blurry guy that's dropping back to pass. 
I will. I would say receiver and quarterback. You'd probably need your contact lenses, especially for me. My, my I couldn't play any position without my uh, without my glasses or my contact lenses. I guess it depends how bad your eyesight is. But Neilon Green, yes, played quarterback in the CFL without his contact lenses. Oh my! Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. New Oil Kings head coach Luke Pierce is still coming up. It's Inside Sports on Chet. <laughs> This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 630 Chad. Okay, so the Elks are uh, on a bye week. Two and five. Uh, man, oh man. Like, I, I just kept waiting for them to make the play, get a big play on offense that might swing that one in their favor against Winnipeg. The Bombers got that long bomb touchdown off Calaro scrambling in the last minute of the first half. And I think that was the one that really made the biggest difference at the end of the day. And then they, and then Winnipeg finally put a drive together in the fourth quarter, extended by a penalty. Elks were going for the punt block, contacting the kicker, kept it alive, and they, uh, they were able to put it away. And as Jed said, you can pick apart things about the Winnipeg blue bombers but they do not lose they do not lose okay kellen what do you have for me oh tons of the old uh, canned hams so you have to open up the cabinet again here for uh, everybody on the text line tonight we got vic to text in he says jed roberts kid sitting like herding cats well done jed <laughs> and it reminded me of the uh, old geico ad about a decade or so ago with the uh, the cat herders the guys on horseback oh yeah that's cats. Was, yeah. wasn't that a super bowl yeah, ad? it was a yeah. super bowl ad yeah it was one of my favorites of all time it's one of the great ones so uh Bill texts in and says, yes, the Elks so close yet so far from getting the W on Friday night, but he has good vibes coming up off of the bye week against BC. So we'll have to wait and see if Bill is correct there or not. So, yeah, well, they have injuries too. I mean, every team has, uh, has injuries, but you still would like some guys back for sure. And I had one on the Oilers here, and I think the thing just uh, refreshed on me. Uh, so you got to cut and aside. paste them and put them aside. Kellen. Yeah, tip for you. I'm still trying to get tip. that there. That's all right. Oh, uh, regarding the Huberdo and uh, yes, uh, all the the movement down the in Calgary trade. and that stuff. Uh, we have Sam that has texted in and says that he does not expect Huberdo to resign in Calgary next season, but that's his way too early prediction. <laughs> well, I'm glad we 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 should we should do that some night this week. Get, mm-hmm. Let's let's save it. There said you gave me an idea. Maybe maybe we because it is kind of a this is kind of a weird week. Um, you know, we're kind of in the really get into the hockey off season. I mean, I know there's some arbitration cases coming up. There could still be signings or trades, but it tends to slow down a little bit. Now we're what uh, almost three weeks past the draft, mm-hmm. almost two weeks past free agency and the Elks are on a bye week Now we do have stuff going on. The, the, the three, the three X three event is at ice district Plaza this weekend. So we will be talking about that. We will have stuff going on, but Sam, maybe, maybe some hour, half hour this week, we can ask people for their, uh, for their too early, predictions for hockey or for anything in the future oh nfl coming up too let's not do it let's not do it tonight because we're kind of half baked well we're kind of a quarter baked most stuff on this show is half baked and that's that's different from any other time we've done the show win well you know hey hey sometimes we plan things at five minutes to six anyway uh, jed roberts was great you can keep your uh messages coming in 
the open line, 780-496-0063. And, of course, the email, insidesports at 630ched.com. The Edmonton Oil Kings have a new head coach, but he's uh, familiar to the team. He's been the assistant coach. Luke Pierce is taking over. He's up next. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.